I'm back. Welcome back to Downright Dirty. Thanks for interacting with us on Instagram. We got a lot of feedback and a lot of answers on the polls. We love hearing from you guys and are always looking for topic suggestions. So make sure you follow us on our Instagram at Downright Dirty Podcast. So what did you guys do this weekend? Uh, I gave myself a tattoo. <laughs> Ooh, we should post a picture of it. Ooh, it's not all the way done yet. Yeah, but it looks really good, though. Thank you. It Literally today, I tattooed for like six hours. And yesterday, how long? I don't know how long. A couple hours. Dang, does your it's back my, hurt? My neck hurts so bad. It literally hurts so bad. Dang. Hold on, my dogs are freaking being stupid. Stop! <laughs> They're literally running around. I can hear their... I have Theodore, Clyde, <laughs> you're grounded. I'm gonna shut the door, hold on. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, it's my biggest one that I've done. And I usually don't do shading because I don't know how. But this I is thought the, the shading I... looked really good, though. Wait, you didn't even say what it was. Oh! <laughs> um, it's like this uh, tiki totem pole. has like three tiki masks on it. <laughs> One of us should get... Um, you know, I was thinking about the those statues Mom has. You know, you rub the heads of it. Yeah, yeah the bald guys. Yeah, one of us should get one of those. I think those are cool. It doesn't oh, yeah, really match my good. body. What the fuck are you talking what about? Does that mean? No, like, it doesn't match, like, I have a flower on me. It doesn't match that. I have a flower on me. So what, all of your tattoos on your body have to match? Obviously not. I have a middle finger on my ribs. <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I know, but I just can't imagine a place for it on me. Okay, I'll do it then. Okay. I uh, went grocery shopping. And the girls were really, really good. So we went to Target. Okay. They um, get a surprise. Yeah. Uh, they all got to pick out a toy. I got Finny this um, Coco Melon like laptop thing, and she loves it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, Austin's gone, so. <laughs> oh yeah. Not not one thing. We're so boring. I know, really. Nobody <laughs> did anything. <laughs> What are you? Do you guys have anything planned for next weekend? I feel like there's something I'm supposed to do this next weekend on Saturday, but I don't know. Will Peyton be home? No, he works on the weekend. His days off are literally like Monday, Tuesday. Oh, and a I forgot. Bit of Wednesday. Yeah. That's a really shitty schedule, Kelsey. How do you not remember? I don't know. I just that always happens to me. Like I feel like there's something coming up. It usually comes to me when it gets closer to the date. Alexa's birthday is coming up. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are we doing anything? Have we talked about that? No. No. Hmm. I'm sure mom will be texting us. Alexa listens to this podcast. So that's fine. Okay. We didn't say anything. It's like, what we're planning. I'm like, are we going to tell her about the surprise birthday party? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, on another note, I was on vacation. Yeah, everybody knows you were on vacation. You guys, 
They're so salty. Let me tell you guys something. This trip was supposed to be for the whole family. And guess what? Nobody did it. Nobody booked the tip, the tickets, except for me and Peyton. So because uh, you're you, right. You said, <laughs> and then you did it so quickly. Nobody... No, because you have no, no, no. I did it quickly because they're having fifty percent off, but they're only having the sale for three days. I don't like <laughs> it when things are my fault. It really bothers me. What? What? <laughs> you're psycho. <laughs> So I blame it. Big deal. I blame it on Alexa. Okay. Okay. Fair. <laughs> everything is so easy to blame on her because <laughs> it's believable. Everything is. Remember that one time she stole my tweezers? And I... <laughs> Bro, I was looking everywhere for these damn tweezers I bought from the Dollar General, and I was like, "Where are my tweezers? Where are my tweezers?" I was asking everybody. Nobody knew. And I was in her room like a couple days later or something, and I found the tweezer package because I didn't ever open them. I found the package in her dresser. And She's I, not going to listen to this anymore. And I took a picture of it and I said, why did you take these tweezers? She said, I didn't. I'm like, how'd the wrapper get in there? I still never found the tweezers and she still never owned up to it either. <laughs> That yeah, hardcore proof. You found the same thing. Yeah, but I had hardcore proof. She was like, nah. And I was like. <laughs> Literally, okay, so me and Jasmine and the girls went to go get something to eat yesterday, last night. And when I dropped her off, Jasmine's like, all right, I'm going to take this charger. And I was like, <laughs> what? That's. I was charging my phone in the car. She's like, she was getting out of the car. She's like, all right, I'm going to take this charger. I'm like, that's mine. And she's like, no, that's mine. She's Bro, mine. No, I thought it was mine. <laughs> right. But mine was in my purse. Yeah, I'm like, bitch, that is mine. Like, I looked at her. I was like, that's <laughs> mine. <laughs> I was really about to take it, too. Yeah, she Come was, on. like, telling me because my phone was plugged in. She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take this. And I'm like, for what? <laughs> I, my phone's always fucking dead. Anytime we're missing chargers, Austin automatically blames one of you guys. <laughs> It's not me. It's Alexa and Quinn. He's like, which one of your siblings took our charger? I'm like, nowhere. We probably fucking lost it. What do you mean? <laughs> Anyways, uh, how was your vacation, Kelsey, that none of us went on? <laughs> it was good. It was kind of long. Um, um, how many days were you there? We were gone for eight days, so that was kind of a long time. Oh, that kind of is a long time. Yeah, so we were ready by the end of it. But it was really fun. The weather was really nice. It wasn't, like, humid or anything. Or else my hair would have been crazy. It was fun. We kind of just did whatever. We didn't really have much planned. That's good, though. That's, like, sounds relaxing. Yeah. I need a vacation. And you look really tan. Oh, I know. She came out of the airport and I was like, oh, my God. You just (laughs) look so white. Man. <laughs> I never did a tanning bed. Neither it's did I. Spray. I got a spray tan and I was like, what? Who's this bitch? I know Those it's are expensive. I know it's yeah. so unhealthy, but it honestly made me feel so much better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Jasmine, I never told you. Wait, Alicia, there's you know that story I told you at work? And I oh, said God. I yes, tell her, tell her. What tell is her. it? I don't remember what it was. What? Whenever you guys, Peyton had to go to the bathroom and you were waiting on the dock or something <laughs> or somewhere. <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> God, so so stupid. I was so mad. So we went we went snorkeling one of the days, and when we got back, we we're on this like we we're at this harbor, and there's a long dock, and we were at the very end of it. Had to get an Uber because we didn't rent a car or anything. And so when you do an Uber, you like choose a pickup spot, 
Mm-hmm. And I, so I chose it where we were standing right all the way at the end. And Payton's like, oh, I have to go pee so bad. And I'm like, well, the Uber's almost here. Can you just wait? And he's like, no, I'm going to find a bathroom. And so we're <laughs> walking all the way down this long dock. And I'm like, you're not going to be able to find a bathroom. And by the time, and if you, if you do, then the Uber's already going to be here. Right. And so I was just annoyed. I was like, this is pointless. And now I have to change the pickup spot on my phone and so we're walking down the dock and I'm changing the pickup spot and I smash my head right into a pole <laughs> <laughs> like it literally was like boing like going back. I, I smashed Kelsey, it so hard I, I asked Kelsey did it make a noise <laughs> god and I was so mad Peyton was laughing so hard <laughs> and like at first I like kind of like chuckled <laughs> but then it made me so mad because it hurt and then I remembered I'm like I didn't even want to start walking I just wanted to stay at the pickup spot you know and I was thinking oh it's because you had to go to the bathroom and he didn't even end up going to the bathroom until we got home oh and then um, in the car right I could see him in my peripherals I can see him like keep trying to look at me to get my attention <laughs> and at the end when we got out he's like why are you ignoring me and I'm like what do you mean and he's like I was trying to look at you and you were ignoring me and I was like oh I didn't see you <laughs> <laughs> I said you petty ass bitch <laughs> oh I but didn't I see did you, see you. <laughs> that's what so I would do it's because I was so mad. I was literally so mad. I would do that too. Let's be honest. Who would do that? <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a good vacation. Thanks. Uh, let me just ask you guys something real quick. Okay. Have you seen uh, Sex Education? Um, no. I've watched like a couple episodes of it. Oh, you got to get into it. It's so good. I think I like started it, but like, like literally only the first couple minutes, and I was like, "Blah." Nah, you gotta get into it. It's a good one. I'm watching. I'm still watching um, Imposters right now. So mm. I also started watching uh, Friday Night Lights. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> so good. <laughs> anyway, all right. So we're just gonna dive right into this next topic. Uh, we've had a few people write in suggesting that we talk about mental health, so that's what we're going to be doing. There's a broad spectrum of mental illnesses, but we're only going to be covering the ones that we can personally relate to. One of our main goals uh, of this podcast was to share our real life experiences and through that hopefully relate to a lot of people who are listening. And we want to say thank you to everyone that had interacted and answered the questions on Instagram. And we recognize that just sharing that little bit with others is a lot for some people. So out of the people that participated in the questions on Instagram, we had asked, do you suffer from anxiety or depression? 93% of people said yes. 0% of people said no, and 7% of people said no, but someone I love does. Um, And I was actually really blown away by this, and guys, this is like dozens and dozens of people who participated on our Instagram, 
And I was not expecting that whatsoever. I was thinking, I don't know, maybe like 30 to 70, you know, like 30% people say they do, 70% people say no. I really wasn't expecting 93% of the people and most of everyone on our Instagram we know personally. And so I was just kind of blown away, honestly. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I wasn't as surprised about um, the people that said yes. I was more surprised at the 0% that said no. I feel like nowadays people are more inclined to um, like share or speak out about having like any of these mental illnesses. It's becoming less taboo. And I also think maybe people are becoming more self-aware. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, if you look at when our parents were our age, you know, it was still kind of those things to like, oh, just deal with it, push it down. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Whatever. Like you don't really talk about it. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think it didn't surprise me that 93% of people said yes, because I feel like nowadays, since that more people are talking about it, like you kind of take your own spin on it. Like your anxiety is going to be different from mine. You know, yeah, I think everybody's experiences are different, but I, I guess it's important to point out, like, you know, there is a certain kind of checklist and stuff when you do see um, a doctor and stuff like that mm-hmm. that they go through. Yeah. Um, but in, I think it's interesting. Um, I did read that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. live with a mental illness. One in five adults. I think that's insane. But also Mm -hmm. very believable, I think. Yeah. Um, But I was going to say, I think it's also interesting that, I mean, just between the three of us, how different our experiences have been and how different our triggers are. Mm -hmm. And where... Um, anxiety and depression has stemmed from is a lot different so I think and I hope that this is going to be easy for those of you listening to relate to Mm -hmm. and know that well 97% of us (laughs) that are listening or 97% of people that are listening to this right now yeah feel the same way that you do Mm-hmm. And I love that that more people are are talking about it and explaining their own experience experiences because I've been telling you guys over and over that it's so hard for me to put my thoughts into words and when I hear somebody else like explaining it and it and it's exactly how I feel then I now know how to explain to somebody how I'm feeling with the right words. And I feel like when I'm hearing other people's experiences or, you know, their story, I feel validated. You know, I'm not Mm -hmm. like sitting here thinking I'm some crazy person, you know, and I'm sitting here feeling like shit or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. and I hear someone else say, oh, I feel that way too. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that makes me, you know, even though it's like a shitty thing, I don't wish anybody to feel this way, but I feel validated and I feel better about it yeah uh Kelsey I 
feel like ours, our experiences are a lot different. So I wanted to ask, you know, how did you come to realize that you suffer from anxiety or, and depression or whatever? And where has it come from? And where are you at now with it? Um, My anxiety, I feel like now that I'm thinking back on like when I was in high school and stuff, uh, I, I've never been the person to confront anyone. And when I had to, when I was like, you know, forced to do something like that, um, I would get this really uneasy feeling and I was just super uncomfortable. And I now realize that that was anxiety. And I've kind of just always had it since, I don't know, I can't even remember when, but I, at the time I didn't know what it, what it was or why I was feeling like that. Um, but then I think, Oh, I think uh, my second year of college is when I really started to notice my anxiety and like stuff that would trigger me. So stuff that triggers me is um, I get bad anxiety in the car. I feel like I I kind of need to be in control of anything. And if I'm not, that's when I f- feel anxious about stuff. Um, I'm, I've always been a rule follower. If I'm doing something I know I'm not supposed to, easy feeling. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also feel like I have a little bit of social anxiety. I find it really hard to talk to people. You know, I don't know how people are so social. I'm always thinking, like, what do they have to talk about? I have nothing to talk about. And I always <laughs> feel pressured. Like, I need to, like, start conversation or, you know, keep a conversation going. Um, and then after the fact, I reflect on it all night long and I'm like, why did I say that? Uh, like, that sounds so stupid. I probably embarrassed myself. Like, that's how I feel when I talk to people. Um, yeah, I feel that way sometimes too. Yeah. And then depression, I, I never like labeled myself as having depression. I never have thought about it in that way. Um, but I get in like these these days where I'm just I feel like nothing like I I'm not I don't feel sad I don't feel happy or mad I just kind of feel like I'm just there and going about my day um, and so how I explain that feeling I say I feel weird <laughs> um, <laughs> like I don't know I just I feel like nothing and and that happened to me a lot last year like that was probably my worst year. But then, let me tell you, I got my birth control out at the beginning of the year, and I've never been better. And so I think, I don't know if you got, if other girls can relate to this, but um, I think birth control was a big part of, uh, you can call it depression, but I don't like calling it that. It that. Um, I think that was because Because there's a stigma around it. That's why you're uncomfortable. Oh, yes. that That's another thing I... I don't really label myself as anything because then people automatically put you into a category. You know what I mean? Which is just (laughs) shitty. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. (laughs) You want to explain how our experiences with 
anxiety and depression are different. Yeah, you had mentioned that, you know, there wasn't really a starting point um, had triggered mine. Well, I, I know that. Shoot, I guess this was two years ago. Um, I had a miscarriage and um, and this was before I got pregnant with Finley. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty traumatic. Um, and pretty much since then, my anxiety revolves around my children. And I think like looking back, because like you said, when in high school, like you hadn't recognized that as anxiety. Mm hmm. Um, I think just after having kids in general, after having Mia, I started to experience that a little bit. But I think the miscarriage kind of sent me over the edge. Yeah. All throughout my pregnancy with Finley, once we did get pregnant again, I, you know, it was just it was just a lot of things that most people probably wouldn't even think about, like hearing Finn's heartbeat for the first time I had literally broke down crying uncontrollably that day and I was by myself because Austin was out of state working um I had realized how I've been feeling because I up until that point I was like oh you know it's fine and then I just just bursted out bawling after hearing her heartbeat for the first time because I guess I had been so scared and I didn't even realize it oh yeah and, you know, and then and during that time, it was COVID had started and all this crazy stuff. And so it was just a lot. After you have a baby, um, you go in for your six-week checkup. You are evaluated for postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression. Was super ha- happy, still am super happy. At the time when my doctor did that that was also at the point where you know they put you on birth control or whatever which I was a little bit nervous to start anyways because I feel like it always fucks me up a little (laughs) and so just wasn't sure how that was going to make me feel um not to mention before this checkup was also the fires that went through town and us evacuating and straight from evacuating and being out of the home for a week we went down to california so there's just a lot of weird crazy stuff going on right so anyways um had talked to my doctor and blah 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 had started a medication and at first actually was really really great and then it got not so great you know i started i have i have 3 kids and i just felt like a failure as a mom because I couldn't control my emotions. Like everything was irritating me. I'm yelling. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not communicating with them properly or communicating with them the way that they deserve. And it had become because I feel like, and this probably has to do with um, the stigma around mental health, you know, I'm kind of just like, I'll do it myself kind of person. Mm-hmm. until I reached a point to where I realized that I can't. And I went back to the doctor and I did that for my kids because I know that they deserve better. Mm-hmm. So we actually um, played with the dosage amount um, and ended up like tripling the amount. And this was after several doctor's appointments. 
across several months and then it got to a point where I was you know so irritated so touched out like I was just like you know what there's just this just isn't working for me and I was prescribed another medication I still have not taken it because as silly as it sounds this thing that's supposed to help me with this anxiety I have anxiety around I am afraid that it's going to make me sleep for days and I have three kids to take care of and I have a job. I can't afford to sleep for days and I can't afford to get behind on housework for that many days. You know, I have to show up for my partner. I have to show up for Austin. I have to show up for my kids. I can't allow myself that time. But so I struggle because I'm like, I need to do this for myself and for them. But I just haven't been able to get myself to that point yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, in between, I guess now and a year or so ago, whatever, I had, I remember one day I had called my doctor and I actually was talking to, I think it was the medical assistant and she was kind of going through the postpartum depression questions again, trying to reevaluate, trying to see where I was at. Mm -hmm. And it was a virtual appointment. And I was so embarrassed because I just sat there on the phone and cried. And I could see. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think uh, whatever emotion I have, no matter what it is, I I just cry. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I can't, I just can't help it. Well, it was just like, I, my kids were literally fighting. I was trying to be on the phone with the doctor and trying yeah. to take care of myself. And there was just things going on. And it, it it's just, you know, always just craziness. So I'm sitting there looking at the medical assistant and I can just see her like, I, sh- I know she's a mom too. And she looked at me like, oh, sweetie. Yeah. And she said, she said, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And it was after that appointment that I had went in, it was prescribed the second medication that I haven't taken yet. Mm-hmm. And... So anyways, I'm just working through it still, you know, because obviously, you know, there's getting outside more, um, exercising, eating right, you know, Mm -hmm. just just doing things like that. And there were a couple things I wanted to mention because I think when people are struggling through stuff, at least with myself, I've noticed that. At some point between now and then, I stopped doing the small things for myself that made me feel good. Just little things like there was this like all over body exfoliation thing I would do every Sunday. Oh. And as a mom, like taking a 10, 15 minute shower instead of five instead of a five minute shower makes like the biggest difference. And so it was just little stuff like that. And so I think that also um, one of my big reasons, I guess, for wanting to start the podcast was to have something for myself. 
Yeah, you know, I was to... I was thinking about that the other day. Like, I think I was listening to um, Ember Ch- Emma Chamberlain's podcast. Uh-huh. And she was just saying, like, she was in this just, uh, what do you call it, a rut? <laughs> what yeah. do you call it? she was just in this rut and she she couldn't figure it out what was wrong and it had been that she needed a hobby she needed to find something to occupy her time that yeah. like she's actually interested in and she yeah. already started feeling better after finding that one thing yeah and um i think another thing was is that i just didn't realize one of the biggest conflicts, I don't know what you would call it, that have come with this, I guess, was sure, like, I'm the one, you know, dealing with this anxiety and depression, but so are my kids, and so is Austin. You know, I guess yeah, I just did. People around you. Yeah, you know, and of course, everyone else. And, you know, um, I find comfort in talking you know, to be who two people who I know can relate to me, like mm-hmm. you or Jasmine or whatever, but also like people like our mom and Austin taking the time to research and figure out ways that they can show up and be there for us. Right. Anyways, I just wanted to mention because I'm sure there are plenty of people out there with a significant other that, you know, it, it's a struggle in the relationship because it's not like, you know, coming out of the womb, I I had anxiety or depression. Mm-hmm. You know, Austin, I have been with Austin for what? Eight years now? Over eight years now. And, you know, so there's this new version of me that he's learning to, I don't want to say deal with, but you know what I mean? That he's learning to get, just kind of get to know and understand. Yeah, exactly. As hard as it's been, I think he's done a really good job with it, you know, so we're just navigating together, you know, because he wants me to feel better, you know, for myself and for our kids. But I just think it's important to point out, you know, the stress that something like this can put on relationships Mm -hmm. and how important it is to have a good support system when going through things like this yeah I guess the biggest difference between our experiences is that you know yours maybe I don't know just happened and mine yeah I have no idea yeah you know I don't I don't know what you even call that and mine I feel like started from having kids which Mm -hmm. I would not take back I love my kids you know, but this is just something that has kind of come with it. And I think a lot of women go through this. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's actually crazy because if you would have asked me two years ago if I knew what postpartum anxiety was or that it even existed, I would have told you no. Right. Well, I didn't you, know. I remember when you told me and I was like, what is that? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm saying. You know, everybody hears of postpartum depression, of course, but postpartum mm-hmm. anxiety and I, I want to share a little bit just because maybe people can resonate with this and they're in a place where they don't actually recognize that what they're feeling is anxiety or postpartum anxiety or depression. Whenever we were, the fires happened, 
we were evacuated and we were driving down to California, I remember telling Austin, because I was driving, I actually think Jasmine was in the passenger seat and I had the kids, but I was following Austin in his car because he was, we were going down there for his job. And I remember we were, I can't remember if we were quite into California yet or if we were just about there um, crossing the border or whatever. We were going over this little, not little, over this bridge on like the edge of a mountain, basically. Mm. And I was so sick to my stomach. My hands ached because of how hard I had been clenching the steering wheel. and And I really hadn't realized it. And I was sick to my stomach, like nauseous. The only way I can explain it to somebody who doesn't understand is that I just over and over and over again, and I remember telling my doctor this over and over and over again, I had thought, what if I crash off of this bridge and I die? My kids are in here with me. Like, what what is everyone going to do? I think that stuff all the time. Yes. I don't know why. Yes. And that, and when I had talked to my doctor, you know, she was just like, yes, like, you know, those are things that people who are experiencing anxiety, those are, you know, that's an example of that. I never knew. I thought I was just like being a weirdo thinking. No, see, I thought that too. But, you know, I started saying, you know, bringing up this and that to my doctor and she was validating what I was saying. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, Oh, I feel a little bit better knowing that I'm not crazy. Yeah. You, the, that's what I think. That's why I get anxious when I, you know, and like not following the rules or something. Like if I go to a restricted area, I don't know, private property or something, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what if what if somebody catches me? They'll call the police. I'll go to jail. What if they <laughs> pull a gun out on me? Like that's literally what I think when when I'm like doing something I know I am not supposed to. Yeah. And it's like, and, I never and knew. yeah, right. <laughs> and I've tried, you know, like explaining this to Austin f- so that he could better understand, you know, I'm trying to bring up all the ex- these examples and stuff. I'm like, I literally cannot enjoy my time doing mm-hmm. anything because I have these thoughts going over and over and over again. And I'm having to talk myself off of this, like, I don't know, even emotional ledge or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm just in too deep and I can't get myself out. Yeah. And I felt a little bit, I don't know, I don't even know what you call it, but like defensive with my doctor. Yeah. Trying to be like, I know this is crazy, but, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, like I know this is crazy. Like I know I'm yeah. not going to fly off of this bridge with yeah. my kids in the car or. Just trying to make sure they know that you know it's crazy. And I, and, you know, and I was even telling her, I'm like, I just imagined all of these trees just falling on my car. Yeah. You know, like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. You know, that? I was like, I know this sounds crazy, <laughs> but, you know, just stuff like that. And it's just nonstop. And, you know, even just normal things like being out in public with my kids. I'm like constantly thinking somebody's going to kidnap them. Yeah. And how am I going to find them and what I would do in that instance. And, you know, to some degree, those kinds of things are normal as a parent. But when I think I realized that, sure, those things, you know, being hypervigilant and things like that are normal when you're a parent. 
but also when it gets to a point to where you can't function day to day, then it's a problem and you have to seek help. When you say you think that like constantly almost, I think about the people who don't suffer with somebody with something like that and I'm like that seems so nice like they just go on about their day not worry about anything (laughs) like well imagine I was was telling Jasmine you know um me and Austin were talking and I'm like you know he's like what do you want to do this weekend you want to do this blah 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 and I'm just like no I don't want to do anything and he's like why like you know you just want to chill out and I'm like you know on the days that I am able, because he works seven or six days a week, you know. Mm-hmm. So on the days I am able to just kind of chill out and kind of do nothing, I, that's rest, of course. But I was explaining to him, it's not the type of rest that I need. You know what I mean? Yeah. To like rejuvenate and feel better, you know, because he's like, Alicia, like, you know, you've had this day to kind of chill out. Like, why don't you want to do anything? Why don't you have any energy or you know, whatever. And I'm like, because I think I need a different kind of break. Yeah. You know, I need a mental break because I, I can't stop thinking and it's exhausting. Jasmine, do you want to share your experience? Um, so probably as you can tell, this topic makes me very anxious anyways. (laughs) um i don't think i've said a single word actually since we started talking about it (laughs) i have been first of all i've been shaking this entire time and the past few days since we decided that this was the topic we were going to talk about for episode three i have been thinking about it nonstop. like i'm doing the dishes and i'm pretending i'm talking (laughs) (laughs) because (laughs) Because, I don't know, I've just been feeling some type of way about it. How does your experience differ from ours? I think mine is more of, like, an experience type thing. Um. So, as everybody can tell, I think that this topic is really sensitive. <laughs> I haven't said anything this whole time because I think that it's made me really anxious just hearing the topic and like listening to my sisters talk about it makes me makes me anxious but i also want to be able to share my experience with it mine stems from a type of trauma i think that i've endured but at this point in time to protect my own mental state i don't i just don't think i'm ready to talk about it yet mm-hmm. and um i don't like to feel vulnerable and i've talked to other people about it and i feel i I felt like i got to a point where okay i can talk about it and it's not gonna make me go absolutely insane but i think that it's just so personal still Mm -hmm. for me that i'm just not not ready yet for people to know that about me yeah i think that yeah i think that that might be something i also kind of struggle with like just how I portray myself, how people mm-hmm. see me. And yep. it's not like I necessarily care, but I think I've, your mind. I, I think that I've had a reputation and it makes me sad because I don't think that a lot of people that used to know me know right. who I am now. 
yeah, you've heard, you've heard a lot of stuff that people have said about you that even like some people would make up stuff. And yeah, so and, that and make, even, that would make sense. Yeah. And even like that kind of stuff, like nobody knew really what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. No, I bet you a lot of the people like just people don't know. Okay. And, and yeah. I want to make that a point also talking about this. You don't know what anyone else is going through. Mm-hmm. Like people could look at me or they could look at you and they can even look at Alicia and be like, those girls don't have anxiety or depression. There's no way. Yeah. They're so happy well, on social media. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, I, I don't like, I've never thought of myself to have depression or anything. And I think it's because whenever I felt like that, I would think, why do I even feel this way? Like I have, I have a great life. I have an awesome family. Like yeah. last year is when I, it was really bad. And I'm like, I just got married. Like, yeah. Why should I be feeling like this? Yeah. And so I, I think that's why. <laughs> yeah. No. So before I finally got myself to go to the doctor, I was like, God, I'm just, I'm just crazy. I'm just being crazy. And I would mm-hmm. have to talk myself down. And I'm like, you're being psycho. Just chill out. And I finally went to the doctor. And like Alicia had said before, like they were doing like this testing type stuff. Right. So they had me answer like this questionnaire. And I scored like really high on it. He told me for anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And um, we discussed like multiple, I mean, treatments I could do and so I started taking medicine so I'm pretty sure um a lot of people know what Lexapro is (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've been taking that and I saw a therapist once but it wasn't for me um but everybody has different coping mechanisms I mean some people don't need medicine and therapy helps them better or vice versa yeah well, like Alicia was saying, she she loved having like a, a support system and mm-hmm. that's what's what's helping her out a lot and and I think is that is do you feel the same way? Um yeah, like um me and Alicia, I know we have talked about it multiple, multiple times, like I am a very hard person to be with and everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really up and down, and especially since, I mean, I finally got diagnosed, that that was kind of hard on me. And, mm-hmm. and, and not even just my family and stuff, but Jesse has been the most understanding patient person ever. Yeah. I mean, without him, it would be so hard for me. He is definitely my rock. Yeah. I, I think uh, it's interesting because I don't really feel like that I don't feel like how you and Alicia feel Mm -hmm. about I mean I I appreciate and I uh makes me feel better when I like talk to talk about it to you guys or like a couple of friends I've talked to about and it makes me feel better that they also feel the same way as me yeah Um, but my not really my anxiety I've I've uh been feeling better about that lately um but I think, hold on. Oh yeah, uh, my 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 weird feelings. It came from because I wasn't comfortable with myself. You know, like I I didn't love myself. Yeah. And so 
I didn't want a support system. I, I needed to be by myself and I needed to work on that by myself. Yeah. Since it wasn't about the things around me. It was about the way I felt right. about myself. And so I, no, yeah. I, I do have a support system, but I, I don't want it for this particular, um, what would you say? For this particular phase <laughs> um, of life. I just want to add also to having a support system. Like Alicia was talking about mom and Austin doing research. I cannot emphasize how hard it is to try and talk to someone about anxiety and depression and explain why you're feeling when they don't have it. Mm-hmm. Because they won't necessarily understand. But the thing that gets me like, Jesse might not understand why I'm up and down and up and down. But he he tries still. He's not yeah. like, Jasmine, you're being mean today. Bye forever. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he would have been gone a long time ago if that was the case. But it's not like that. And it's really nice to have a supportive partner that is patient. And that is willing to take the time to try and understand a mental illness that you have and you're not just crazy. And when you had told me that, like, mom, well, I mean, looking back, we I know that mom texted us, like, the same night. Mm-hmm. Um, but just that, you know, and that night in particular, she was like, all right, Alicia, like, we're going to make a doctor's appointment for you tomorrow and you're going to get stuff figured out because I'm also going through like all these weird like medical things (laughs) you know and so that kind of puts a damper on literally everything and makes things a lot harder yeah you know but she was like all right we're gonna make a doctor's appointment you know like she wants to help me get better and I don't know. I just hope everybody is that lucky. When I first started feeling like things of like uh, feelings of anxiety, I was I was a little nervous to talk to my mom about it, just because it's you know I'm like I don't even know what it is yet, and like I'm like is this me just feeling crazy or is it actually something? That's before I even you know really thought like maybe I have anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was the biggest support support person I had at the moment and I don't think I could have done you know anything without her (laughs) I mean I still cry all the time and she will hold me and I'm 19 years old yeah but she did come to me and she's like okay Jasmine like let's get it figured out and it was just really nice you know I feel like maybe I needed that extra push Mm -hmm. because I did start taking my medicine again because I did stop for a long time (laughs) Because it made me sleep for a long time, and I just was dead to the world. But sometimes, I don't ever want to get out of my bed. (laughs) A lot of the time, actually, every day. Um, (laughs) But my mom, like, mom doesn't push me, you know? Like, Jasmine, you need to get out of bed right now. You know, Mm -hmm. she just, she she tries to get it. And when I'm being a mega bitch, I mean. Every day. (laughs) We have the, I mean, she's not. Like, not that I'm, like, getting free passes all the time, but, like, I feel like we've come to an understanding, like, I'm just having a bad day. I don't mean it. I'm sorry. 
you know, and that's not to say, like, even though we do have great support systems and everything, that, like, there isn't conflict or there isn't days where, you know, maybe those around us that don't quite understand, you know, do get frustrated because I can only imagine just, just like, I think maybe with how I've been the past while, you know, I'd been like, bitch, you know, get your <laughs> shit together, you know, that's. I, you know, I wouldn't even feel a type of way if somebody told that, you know, said that to me. Because I get it. It's it's frustrating. And and I think, you know, Austin and I were having a conversation, maybe an argument <laughs> about something. And, you know, I was just kind of like, but it's hard for me because I don't want to feel this way either. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody wants to feel like this. I don't know. So I, w- I want to know and I'm curious the different ways that people cope with anxiety or and or depression. Um, so I'm going to put up a poll on our Instagram. We want to share with everyone else, um, you know, because maybe people listening are looking for different ways or different things to try to help cope with their anxiety or depression. We will keep those anonymous. We're not trying to expose anyone here. it's a safe place yeah this is a safe space to talk about (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to link some resources in the episode notes and if you are or if you think you might be experiencing um, anxiety or depression please call your doctor get in touch with a counselor talk to somebody you trust um, to get ahead of it guys this episode is already twice as long as our other episodes thanks again to everyone who continues to interact with us on instagram we love that if you have any questions or topic suggestions send us an email which is linked in our instagram bio or you can just send us a message on our instagram at downright dirty podcast Harbor and there's a long dock, and we were at the very long. end of it. I had to get an Uber. And I was like, this is pointless, and I'll have to change the pickup spot on my phone. You did not have to so change the pickup spot. Dock, for um, one, the pickup. <laughs> I, I asked Kelsey, did it make a noise? <laughs> yeah, it fucking boinked off the sign, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I can see him in my peripherals. I can see him like trying to look at me to get my attention <laughs> and at the end when we got out so you like, could fucking see me motherfucker no you didn't have to change the pickup spot because the pickup spot was at the end of the fucking dock and the only way to get to the end of the dock is to drive through where we were walking but that that wasn't we weren't at the so we would have seen the, so we would have seen the car and we yeah, could just wave I, them down. Yeah, but I think they have to go to the. No, spot. they don't. Why would it matter? I you just wave them down and they stop. <laughs> <laughs>